Welcome to Outside the 9 to 5. I don't know what that just was, but this is Kevin Hartnett. And I'm Colton Richards. And you're listening to the Outside the 9 to 5 podcast. A show where we discuss the challenges we face on a day-to-day basis with our careers, relationships, and fitness and nutrition. We'd like to keep it light as we discuss some of the life battles we, and I'm sure some of you, deal with on a daily basis. So sit down, strap in, and enjoy the ride. After a long dialogue, Kevin, we are live on the outside, the nine to five. There's a lot of prep that went into this. A lot of prep. And I got to say, man, fantastic, fantastic job on the intro. I've heard great things. Yeah. (laughs) Your part in the beginning still gets me. (laughs) But Uh, the first thing someone said about that, bro, was it's weird. And what did you and I say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like we're so weird though. Yeah, definitely not normal over here. But people are like the beat. And we have DJ Kevin Hartnett in the building. Yeah, dude, DJ K Hart. Thinking about, you know, starting up a SoundCloud. Throwing a few mixes out there, you know what I'm saying? Do it, dude. If in all the free time that you don't have, if that's an endeavor you wanna pursue. Yeah, oh my gosh. Uh, let me just add that to the list. I'll do that while I'm on a bike <laughs> training for the Ironman. We'll be yeah, we're spread up. a little thin right now, so yeah. well, I don't think we have any capacity. To but add. now we're going back into lockdown, apparently. Please, uh, please no. I dude, I know. Please no, but it's gonna. It's got to be. It's got to be, dude. And I don't know if we're gonna get into this on the podcast or not because maybe it'll facilitate there or transition there. But my mom positioned it actually pretty interestingly to me, and the thing that she mentioned to me was I think a lot of people struggle with the control that they feel like the government is having over their life. And yes, that was a dog walking into a door, if you heard that. But that was what people are worried about. You know what I'm saying? Like people saying, hey, you can't go out. Hey, you can't open your businesses, that sort of stuff. And the way she positioned it to me, and again, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but this is thoughts I'm having. She said, hey, it's like being required to wear a seatbelt. Does that make sense at all to you? Are you following that at all? Yeah, I get, I, I guess. Or wearing a helmet on when you're riding a bike. Yeah, but that's not a law. In some states, well, a seatbelt. Then let's use a seatbelt analogy, right? Where it's like you you're wearing the seatbelt because ultimately, yes, you have the choice to wear your seatbelt or not wear your seatbelt. But the reality is, if you don't, you could affect other people in a car accident too. You know, like and yourself. Really? Yeah, yeah. You can affect other people. You fly out the dashboard, bro. That will. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know dude. what I'm saying? I mean, not to get dark, but. <laughs> Yo. I, I'm coming say- Air Goodman coming at you. <laughs> dude, oh, Jesus. I don't know how we transitioned here, but that was just a thought I had. And I was like, yeah, I could get behind that. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's, that's a great. That's a good alternative perspective. I'm trying I, I to guess, see both sides, dude. Yeah, I guess I think it's somewhere more in, in the middle, maybe. Like, I agree. I, you would hope that people would be rational enough to not put themselves in a position if you're at risk to go that to go outside and like get it. But agreed, I I, I don't have the answer. Yeah, it's here. it's hard to it's hard to make a, a valid comparison because like when you don't wear your seatbelt and you drive to the store, like you don't lose your livelihood. You get pulled over and maybe yeah, you get a ticket. That's a great point. I don't know. Just a thought I'm having. Yeah. But how yeah. this might transition 
is, dude, people are going to have to be changing their life, altering what they're doing again, you know? And with that... Adapt. Yeah, adapt. And I think if people are looking for our, our standpoint on it, God knows why they would be looking for our standpoint yeah. on it. But we did put a podcast. Yeah, here, here's what you should do if you do get the virus. <laughs> if, here's, if you do get the virus. No, I'm just kidding. Or your business is shut down. Tips from Kevin Nicole. No. I mean, we did put a podcast out on control the controllables, though. Yeah. You know, like, I think that really go like, when people ask me, how am I dealing with it? Dude, I'm controlling what I can ultimately control. You know, if it's a morning routine, doing that. If it's staying on the grind at work, it's doing that. Staying on the grind physically. Like, control your sphere, man. There's only so much you can do. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Especially, I mean, even with it, when it comes to, are we going to get locked down again? I feel like it can seem you can get really really caught up quickly in Mm. in that scenario and like are we gonna like let me read the news let me check everything like let me continue to stress myself out about whether whether or not we're gonna get locked down again and at the end of the day you're not gonna be able to control it so i've taken the approach of like you know that would like yeah i i wouldn't be happy 100 percent. but if it happens it happens right and I would say everything I just said about the seatbelt analogy and worried about like the amount of fatalities per percentage, like that's all outside of my control. So I just spent five minutes of this podcast discussing it for absolutely no reason. It happens, man. All it right. happens. It's all good though. It's all good. Yeah. But well, yeah, with those changes, I feel like you can get into maybe some ruts. Yeah. I mean, so the the framework for this dude is I feel like we talked to Rick earlier this week, which was a really well-received podcast, and it seems like he's in a really good season of his life, and I feel that way too, man, and what I was kind of discussing with my mom earlier, again, sounding board for everything, and a lot of the thoughts I have, is like, how do I make sure that season continues, and her answer to me was, obviously with someone with way more life experiences, you know, you can't always control how long the good seasons last for or how, or how bad the bad seasons are. It's kind of how she worded it to me, right? In her 60 years of life, way more than either of us have had more combined, actually. You can't always control those. And so I was thinking to myself, like, what do, what would, what do you do, dude, in like the bad quote unquote seasons of your life? Like, do you, th- can you remember back to a time where you had a bad season? Yeah. Or a yeah. difficult one, man. Like where you were like, damn, this shit doesn't seem to be going right. And when I say shit, I mean life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's hard to think back on the, uh, you know, specifically, but there's, uh, there's every year actually, I, I tend to get in a rut. Typically, right in between when it's like the end of winter, yeah, almost, almost spring. Okay. So usually it falls in March, and my family used to call it March Madness growing up. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, it's March Madness! It's right it. around the corner." They coined it. Get ready for college basketball and Kevin Hartnett <laughs> freaking out <laughs> in the household. So yeah, I found that that typically coincided with uh, the ending of swim season which was obviously a big part of uh, my winters um, growing up and lack of being outside lack of just getting sunlight and things along those lines 
and every it was almost like every year. Yeah. And still to this day, like it's something I I still have to like cognizantly like be cognizant of. Is I would start to like just everything would start to break down. Like, like what like, though? Like what were the signs that you were heading into this moment, or that moment, or that period of time? I don't necessarily know if there were any signs because. Swimming just swimming and other things just kind of ended. Okay. And it also is if you live in PA, you tend to like it's you're on the edge of spring. Right. You're like, oh, the it's gonna be warm. It's right around the corner, and in March you always get this stupid snowstorm, dude. And yeah. that that almost always breaks me. I'm just like, we're right around the corner. You might get one nice little day in there, and you can it's see the light at the you end of the tunnel. See the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's it's just been dark. Like, February is just dark and miserable. Yeah. And then, like, you hit that snowstorm, and that's, like... It breaks you. It breaks you a little bit. So, yeah, that's that's something I've had to deal with growing up, and I still deal with it and try to... Well, maybe we can talk it out on the podcast, dude. Like, I'm interested, though, because the reason I'm interested, man to give you the context and why I wanted to bring this topic up is like, I feel I just came out of one of the deaf actually scratch that the darkest season of my life for sure. No question. And now I'm hitting this moment where it's like, I candidly feel like I'm in the best season of my life. And I asked my mom, you know, what do I do to stay in this? You know, what do I do to continue to feel those feelings? Like, so I guess my question to you back with that being the context is like, what do you do differently in those seasons that you feel good outside of, you know, those three months in wintertime, like differently? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I'm a very structured person. If I don't, if I'm not doing a lot of things, I'm, I'm lost. Yeah. So I tend to do a lot of things to force myself into structure and Honestly, when I have less time or less things to do, like I have more time, if that makes any sense. Wait, take me back. Sorry, what'd you say? I'm trying to follow that. Like if I have more things to do, I actually have like have less time, but I also have more time at the same time, it, it, if that makes any sense. I understand what you're saying. You're like, saying- I, when I'm not – when I don't have anything to do, like I'll just waste time right, for right. no – god. like just think about procrastination. Yeah, like, yeah. It, Just imagine that. Yes. Like, if I'm not doing anything, like, I'm not being productive, I'm probably just effing around. Like, yeah. I'm not doing anything. To stimulate it. Yeah, exactly. So, I'll, I'll dive into things that don't necessarily matter, right? That aren't progressing you forward in any area of your life. And I guess with you being such an active creature, like, that sounds hilarious. I can't believe it. You're an active, active creature. creature, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But maybe some of that just naturally comes because you have less physical activity outside. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I'm a I've like that's something I know I need yeah. to be at my best is I need physical activity. Okay. So that's just something I've I've picked up over the years. Like as soon as that falls off, like the the train goes off the rails like immediately. Well, it's going to be interesting to see, bro, because you won't really have that this year if you think about what we'll be doing. What do you L- mean? Like. In terms of Ironman training, in terms of studying for your CFP, like 
you'll be extremely, extremely busy because during those times, you're tip, you're gonna be in peak training for Ironman. Yeah, but that's activity. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So maybe you won't hit that as oh, bad. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. This year. I see what you're saying. I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That. I mean, that's always been. That's always the goal, right? Is to, as soon as you fall out of your routines, that's when things start to the the wheels start to come off the wagon, right. typically. So for me, it's when I start failing to complete the daily tasks that are so second nature, mm-hmm. like the things that you do almost subconsciously, right? Like brush my teeth, make my bed, yeah, read a book, like d- go to a workout, like. Those few things, if I start just sliding and all of a sudden I'm just like, F it. Yeah. You get the F it mentality. Like, yeah, "Ah, I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that right now. You check yourself? Like, have you consciously checked? I mean, I feel like we're unpacking it more now than maybe you have previously, but would you check yourself with those things in this time we are going to call March Madness? Yeah, I guess I've never really set up like checks and balances, and maybe that's a good point. To that's why we have this podcast, dude. Yeah, yeah like that's not something I I can say. I've honestly f- sat back or stepped back and thought about. It's like, it, and I guess that's why it happens. Like it lags, right? So like usually when the <laughs> wheels fall off the wagon, you keep driving that stupid wagon even though the wheels are off like you don't even know almost like it's it's not it's almost like you can't feel it if that makes any sense so i guess my question back to you is knowing that you came out of the what you said the darkest time of your life what because i knowing you i mean you've always been it seems like in my eyes it was hard to tell that you were in the darkest part of your life. Because I don't be externally – I don't really externalize a lot of those emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I.e., why well, I found the kitchen cabinet, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm the same I'm the same way, not necessarily with the kitchen cabinet. System, yeah. But I – yeah, I don't – I internalize a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So how did, it, how did it progress to that point and how did you – like what was – how did you check yourself or – what was the, I guess, the defining moment that helped you start to turn around? There wasn't a defining moment, man. And I, I do some serious reflection on this time just because of the impact I feel like it had on on me. But you hit on a really good point. It was a slow drag into that into that mode, right? Where I started getting out of the things I'd love to do, i.e., reading 10 pages a day, doing a workout, you know, doing even some things at work, man, like starting work later. I was just in this rut where, yeah, I was positive on the outside, but I wasn't doing the things or keeping the promises I make to myself every day. And that's why structure, I think, is such a good thing for people our age who don't have it figured out, dude, because that I certainly don't have life figured out, but in those moments like where things just felt off the rails, <laughs> dude, off the rails, <laughs> off the rails, bro. Dude. I can't say that enough. But um, dude wasn't even on the train. <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't have a boarding pass. Yeah, or anything. yeah, I hear you. I've been there. I knew what it took to get me back. Right. So how did you know that what it took to 
to get you back there. Because I was in an amazing season of my life before that, bro. You know, okay. like I was crushing work. I was feeling good physically. I was making strides in different areas that I hadn't seen before. So when that dark season slowly, slowly crept in, man, I knew what it took to get back to the place where I felt ultimately happiest. And that's why I kind of wanted to have that podcast or this podcast, excuse me, because I've since done so much reflection on that time that I think one of the profound things for me and just talking about it with you with other people is like I never lost sight of the person I was before that dark time. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew what it take what it took to make me feel like that person six months before that dark time. So I started doing the things on a daily basis to slowly creep my way back out. Cause it's not overnight. Cause there's a lot of healing things I had to deal with emotionally, bro. And this is another interesting thing. And I'd be, I think it's very analogous to what you just said, man. It's like, you really got to appreciate those dark times to ultimately feel happiest in these seasons i feel like that's a great way to quantify it because you ultimately said that right you're like it's spring uh, you know springs right around the corner and i think when people are going through dark times like that makes those happier times so so much better bro so much better because you know where you came from and that's just i don't know man that's what i'm thinking about today that's where my thoughts are how'd you come up with that that recipe sheet to get you back on track like what what did you go back and look for what did i because you do a lot of self-reflection and things along those lines. i try and be introspective i don't know if i'm the most introspective person out there but i just looked at myself and was like dude are you really happy like with the way you feel and i wasn't like i looked myself in the mirror every day like when i was eating badly because i was emotionally in a bad place like i knew that wasn't the best thing for me but maybe this podcast like resonates with someone who's like, damn, dude, I'm not in the happiest place in my life. You know, like, yeah, those are some of the signs when you're in those periods, though, it's really easy to say, look at yourself and say, OK, tomorrow I'm going to turn around like tomorrow's the day that I'm going to turn around. Like, mm. You know, I had a I lot mean? of false starts. Yeah. So, yeah. What? They how threw do the you... flag on me. It <laughs> 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 was too hot off the line. <laughs> I said on three, dude. <laughs> no. Yeah. But on the real, when you're making those transitions, dude, I had a lot of false starts, right? Like I thought I was over a lot of the shit and then boom, right back. So it wasn't like – it wasn't like a month, dude. It was like six months trying to battle. I don't know if – maybe – am I dark, dude? I don't know. No, no, no. I, I – are you dark? You're definitely dark. <laughs> I got dark this morning. Got to look over this morning. We're we're doing a swim workout, and uh, I look over, and Colton's keeled over the side of the pool. Like he's in the pool, leaning over the side. So half his body's in, his head's like out. Like can't see his face. He's like slumped over. I'm like, dude, are you good? And he was like, yeah, man, I'm just getting dark. He looks over at me and his, his goober goggles. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, are those goggles not cool for the swimming no, community? No, no, no. That's not, that's not cool with the swimming. Yeah, no, not cool with the I'm swimming I'm trying to community. fit in with the swimmers, bro. Yeah, it's cool. I'll get you there one day. But uh, <laughs> the dude was going zero dark 30 yeah. on me over there. Just getting real, uh, what do they call it? Feral. Feral. Just, I like that. Just really primitive with it. But, so, but hey, man whatever works sometimes but like so that's why 
and that's interesting in a micro moment, right? We've talked about how I'll use that dark stuff, but I sincerely remember those emotions of the dark place six months ago, right? And as I reflect on those moments, it makes these better, right? Why it was bad, dude, is there was a lot of external things going on, right? Okay. Like the shutdown of the coronavirus. So the main thing I loved was CrossFit, going to the gym, going to work even, bro. I love that environment. And I didn't have that, right? And also I was living at home, so I was very isolated. I don't think that's a good thing at all when you're in a dark place, right? Because, yeah. and this is something my mom mentioned, so shout out mom. But she was like, the people that are with you in those good times and when what? Nothing. Shout out, mom. <laughs> if you're listening to this, mom, I love you. <laughs> but she said the people that are with you in those dark times will also be there to celebrate your wins. And why that comes up here, bro, is like you took me out to dinner last week. And I was like, it's so hard for me to let that appreciation sink in, dude, because I'm so worried about going back to that dark place. Does that make sense? Yeah, the fear of like falling back into a rut. A hundred percent. But my mom articulated it beautifully. She was like, those people that were there for you in that dark time, you were there. A lot of my other friends were, right? They're there now with you to celebrate the good. And I was like, damn, mom, you should talk about this stuff. Yeah, I feel like that's a great point in the fact that you don't have to go at it alone. I feel like in a lot of those... Maybe a lot of those false starts were attributed to the fact that like maybe you just didn't let somebody know that you were struggling that hard so they could hold you more accountable. Because sometimes it's it's really easy to make excuses for yourself, especially when you're in that kind of rut or yeah. that kind of moment. So you really need somebody who's going to be objective and maybe give you the Give you the words you're not necessarily wanting to hear, but you need to hear. If that makes any sense. I agree with you, man. And I like what with those false stars, because I think that's like that's such a great point, is it's never the first time. Like you never, you never like kick yourself in the ass and are like, all right, let's kick it back into gear. And yeah. Next thing you know, you're you're back to where you were. So nah. there's always those false starts. What would you say to somebody who's continuing to have those false starts? How do you turn that around? Keep hacking, man. Like, I I don't know what else to say. A lot of the conversations I had with people that I was was close with, you being one of them, there was some self-accountability factor, right? Like, you have to let yourself figure those times out. I, I Because if I was to tell you I was doing that, which I did, like I was binge eating, right, or whatever. Yeah. Like, it was still on me to solve it. Not that you weren't there to help me. Or be an accountability factor, but at the end of the day, you can't control what I eat. Like, you know, you can't control how I feel emotionally, really. And the same thing happened with my mom. Like, she was actually in the house with me, but it's like, she would just ask me questions like, how are you feeling? Are you getting better? And she could tell through the conversations I had, I was getting better. But the reality is, those people can only control so much. So I agree, have people on your team, but dude, you got to look yourself in the fucking eye and be like, I got to make a change for me, right? Because those goals that I'm setting for myself to other people, they don't really matter. You know, at the end of the day, I need to move myself out of this. Yeah. That's the only way I can look at it. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, regardless, you just got to keep hammering at it and just be persistent. That's and half the battle. It's just showing up. So I guess 
this is maybe another interesting thought. I had that relative experience to know that I was in a great spot prior to this dark one. What if someone's like always felt that darkness? You know, like I feel like Rick might have been there. I don't, I don't want to speak for him, obviously, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think the important thing that Rick brought up and that has really that I thought about a lot is like there's channels for for these types of things you know what i mean like you don't have to go at it alone and it doesn't necessarily need to be someone like somebody close to you might not be able to understand exactly how you're feeling you know what i mean i i it might it might be valuable to reach out to somebody like a therapist or a psychiatrist or something Mm. along those lines not because you're like you think you're effed up or some for some reason but just because you might need to like have somebody to facilitate these conversations that you aren't necessarily having with yourself. Great point, dude. But I, maybe because of who I'm surrounded with, I would challenge people to look closer to them. Yeah. You have a great team. I do. I think like around you. Are you you giving yourself a compliment there? I think uh, there's this kid, Kevin Hartnett, who's sitting across from the table. He's like just a really great guy. Super helpful with all my life's issues. Yeah. Yeah. But... But even still, like you had a great team around you, but still you fell into that rut, right? I so did. like for yeah. somebody who doesn't have that team or like there are people out there who just don't don't necessarily have a, a team of valuable people around them, unfortunately. And for for them, I would I would say start like create the team. Like take the first step. I love that, dude. Yeah. Because I'm interested to see what your March Madness is, like being more around me. I know that sounds crazy, but I we weren't necessary, and maybe it sounds crazy, whatever. But we weren't like necessarily always around each other in those times, even when we worked together. You know, like or spending this much time together. Yeah, well, I feel like when you have a team around you too, like the highs and lows can can be dampened somewhat. Oh yeah, they're less bit. significant. Because I was you're you're able to catch it like other people can catch it for you a little earlier mm. than maybe you even realize it because you're like protected I, like I said, on the downside like like I said like <laughs> you might be on this wagon without the wheels like just humming along thinking it's like fine and dandy yeah um uh, you know I I'm sitting over here or your mom sitting over on the side like why is that dude driving a wagon without any wheels, wheels. you know what seriously I mean? bro like it's a classic. It's so easy to think, see things on a sports field. Like, why not make that pass or why not do this when mm. you're like watching the game? But when you're actually on the field, it's so hard to see that perspective. Do great and blow it out from that. Great analogy. So, I love that we intertwined it with Rick because there was something that hit me differently about that podcast, man. Like, I just want people to. The other thing I'll say about teams and why I challenge people to look closer. It's because I think a lot of the people they're close with might have similar feelings, especially at this age. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, w- I would say 100%. I mean, I, I feel like we've like had similar feelings on certain things or had similar similar trials and tribulations, tribulations. and things yeah. along those lines. Like, I feel like a lot of people can relate to each other, whether they're the same thing or something somewhat similar and that's why i said you said a couple minutes ago you're like they can't necessarily feel the way you're feeling no but they might have experienced similar situations yeah you know 
And that's when I challenge people to look closer to them. I think that comes from a place of realizing that conversations are a two-way street as I get older. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you only get what you you only get out what you put in, yes. right? And I think that was a huge thing that Rick actually taught me is the ability to be that vulnerable. Mm. Actually, it's a scary thing to do, but it actually opens you up to be able to see maybe improvement quicker get that problem actually resolved at the end of the day, you know? Dude, 100%. Like, agreed it has to be in the right circumstances. Yeah. Like, Rick and I work together, but I would still no doubt be there for him after that conversation. You know? Like, or even before that, he knew I would be there for him. It's like, because we've had such hard conversations in the past, bro. Like, yeah. even if it's in a work setting, me, like, I, again, it's so tough to bring this to everyone and like, because it's so general, but I do really think like, and this sounds so fluffy and maybe these topics are dude they do dude they sound yeah. like fluffy the pig is that even a person fluffy the pig yo peppa the pig dude peppa the pig <laughs> fluffalophagus come money come gators <laughs> i feel even people in the workforce could be that person for you depending on the level of relationship you have you know like i don't think people have to search that far to find people that share similar feelings yeah the workplace i think the workplace is tough uh, especially like depending on how Maybe we vulnerable an awesome culture. I don't yeah, know. yeah, that that might I I think that could be it. Yeah, but depending on how vulnerable you are with those people, I mean, social media. Rick, yeah, dude. I mean, Rick Rick reached out to his to his dad, right? So yeah. So yeah, like find somebody clo- somebody close to you. Whether I mean, you you'll be able to tell like whether that person. It's got to be a person who's going to be with you through the highs and the lows. Mm. I mean, that's an important piece of the equation. Like, yeah. there can't be any fair weather fans out there who no. are, who are, who are fading in and fading out with yeah. your successes and your failures. Yep. So, I guess I would keep that in mind. Great but, point. But something I wanted to bring up around the highs and lows of life is something actually Alex's stepdad said to me. On shout we out actually, Dave. Shout out to Dave. We were on our way down to south carolina driving driving the good old rv the i old, obviously wasn't driving the yeah. thing is a tank yeah. of a I, vehicle i don't know how they don't require license no it's mind-blowing it <laughs> yeah no licenses required to, bu- to drive or buy an rv yeah. so when you see all those people on the road dude you have like 80 year old grandmas yeah. dude doing yeah. that it's yeah, crazy yeah. so we're on our way down i forget how we got onto the subject but he I was like, there's this really good story uh, about King Solomon, and I'm probably going to butcher this story. Let's go. A late night rip, and you're going to get this yeah. story. A47, bro. Man. Shoot it. <laughs> Firing. So the story was, I think it's a religious story. So I'm not the most religious person, but the, it still resonated. The message resonated with All me. Right. The story goes is King Solomon, who is known i believe as the richest man to have ever lived okay had trillions of dollars some wild amount of money or something yeah and he was in search for the secret to happiness and so he sent out a bunch of different subjects um to go find what the secret to happiness was okay 
So a bunch of them went out, um, came back with different things, you know, said money, you know, your typical things that people define as the secret to happiness. Right. And one subject came back with, I believe it was a, a ring. And he's like, what is this? And it had like a phrase. Yeah. Transcri- transcribed on it. And it said, this too shall pass. Okay. Like, what does this mean? So, uh, the subject goes, you know, in the happy times, this too shall pass. Uh-huh. In the bad times, this too shall pass. I love it. So in thinking about the highs and lows of life, the real secret to happiness is is knowing that those are going to come up and realizing that they're not going to last for forever. I love every second of that. So that that definitely resonated with me. Maybe I'll be able to think of that during March Madness this year. This too shall pass. <laughs> this too shall pass. I mean, I think you think about that already, dude, realizing that those periods come and go in your life and that's what i'm thinking about now man candidly is like even in this happiest season i'm telling myself this too shall pass not in a way to like step me down a level but just to make sure i'm consciously aware of the things i'm doing so i don't slip back into that negative time or dark time and have it be so negative does that make sense yeah that makes sense i think it's it's important to note that it's not don't enjoy the happy times. Right. Don't dwell on the low times. No. But just realize, like, enjoy it while, enjoy it while it's there. And no, in the low times, it, it's here, Dude, but it will go away eventually. A hundred percent. I don't have anything to add. That story was beautifully done. Anything you want to say? Any other final thoughts here, Kev? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think that's that'll be a wrap. That's, that's all I got. That's I got all the you juice, got, man. Let me know if the wagon wheels are off my wagon. <laughs> I'll keep you accountable, bro. We appreciate you all listening. Continue to uh, rate, review, like, subscribe, share. Peace.